Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon or evening, wherever you're at, and tune in to Calvary Live. We want to welcome you to today's program. And we're so blessed that you can join us where you can ask your questions about the Bible, or maybe perhaps uh, you can uh, ask questions that, that have come to mind. Maybe you heard a Bible study that uh, you need some clarity and understanding. Uh, I will certainly uh, try to do that as we go to the Word of God. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, and I'm usually with you on Monday, and it is the 12th of September. Uh, you are listening live. Those of you who are listening on Grace FM all along the Front Range from Pueblo and Colorado Springs, and then uh, 89.7, 101.7 in Southern Colorado, and then 89.7 here in, in the metro area up into southern Wyoming. Welcome. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? Um, this is a lot of people's favorite time of the year, September, October. It's been hot. Uh, we had some cooling this weekend. It was refreshing, but um, we are entering into that time of year where the aspens are changing, and it's just um, just beautiful outside. So hope you're having a great day. Hope you will be willing to uh, give me a call at that number that was just given to you, 303-690-3000 um, is the call-in number. And then there's another way for you to be able to ask a question or to ask for prayer, and that's through a dedicated text line, 720-336-0897. So grab one of those open lines. As soon as the uh, phone calls come in, we're going to go to the phone lines. But again, we want to welcome not only the Grace FM listeners, but I want to welcome all of you that are tuned in to live radio by Grace, many stations across the nation. You two are listening live. And then those of you who are listening online as well. We do always encourage you to download the Grace FM mobile app on your uh, devices, your mobile uh, phones, your smartphones, your mobile devices. And um, you can get on the website and it tells you how to do that. And then you can listen to wonderful teaching all day long. And then you can also tune into Calvary Live as well. So welcome, everyone. And those of you listening on Hope FM or Truth FM on the East Coast, Higher Rock Radio uh, in Idaho, you are a week delayed. But uh, let's let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's be encouraged and blessed. That's what this show is all about. And love to be able to just encourage you any way that we can to pray for you. Uh, maybe that uh, as we see a change of season here, going from summer to fall. Uh, soon it'll be winter time in a few months, and we'll be seeing snow. Uh, the mountains are already getting snow up here in Colorado. Those of you who listen maybe in the south or on the east coast, you might think snow. That's a long ways away, but not here in Colorado. In the high peaks are already seeing some snow. I've seen pictures of it. Uh, but maybe perhaps you're in a season spiritually where it was a season of growth, a season of warmth, um, and then all of a sudden you're kind of in a season of fall, and uh, you're in a season where it's getting cooler, um, and 
Uh, it seems like things are going dormant, whatever it may be. Hey, give us a call. We want to pray for you. I want to read to you from Psalm 119. I was reading this to somebody today who just really was, you know, uh, just needed some encouragement. And in Psalm 119, of course, which is the longest psalm in the whole Bible, in uh, verse 145, that the psalmist writes, I will cry out with my whole heart and hear me, O Lord. I will keep your statutes. I cry out to you and save me, and I will keep your testimonies. I rise before the dawning of the morning and cry for help. I hope in your word. My eyes are awakened through the night watches, and sometimes it's the night watches that are difficult, isn't it? When we're tossing and turning and where we're um, just anxious and struggling. And um, I love what the psalmist says, I rise before the dawning of the morning. Uh, That's one of the reasons why I think that this psalm was written by David, because in other places that David would write, I awaken the dawn. And in that, it's like David is saying, I'm awake. Before even the the sun comes up, uh, I want to spend time with you, Lord, that I may meditate on your word and hear my voice according to your loving kindness as we continue in Psalm 119. O Lord, revive me according to your justice. And then he says to them that I have known your testimonies of old and I have found them forever. So the word of God is what gives us comfort, instruction, and there's there's life in the Word of God. It's alive and powerful, so we want to take you to the Word of God today. So give me a call. That number is 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. We have all open lines. Again, we want to welcome everyone on this Monday um, as we are finding ourselves towards uh, the middle of September. Yesterday, many church services were remembering, just as we were, uh, the uh, anniversary of 9-11, and 21 years ago that our nation was attacked, and uh, many died on that day, many first responders. And the images are very, very vivid in my own mind when I was down at Ground Zero shortly after the towers fell and just ministering down there with other pastors. And, um, and it was just a very difficult time. And it was a time where we really were praying for our nation, and uh, we were uh, so supportive of our first responders. And, and I hope for us as Christians that we would remember um, that we need to keep praying for our nation, uh, how things have changed in the last 21 years so drastically, and, and um, attitude towards our first responders. And, and so we took time to pray for our peace officers and firefighters, and paramedics and those who respond. And, and to remember this, that Romans chapter 13 declares that the work that they do and our peace officers, that it is a good work and it is an honorable work. So we want to pray for them. And so prayer requests coming in, uh, just praying for them, Father, as we do that. We just ask that you would bless our um, our uh, and you would protect and you would guide our first responders, our peace officers that make our community safe. Uh, our firefighters, our paramedics, and we remember um, so many were lost on that day 21 years ago and and uh, as they rushed towards danger, trying to save lives. And their mission continues. Their watch continues. Lord, we pray for uh, the community of Arvada as they lost yesterday um, a, a police officer, one of their own. He came to the end of watch. And Lord, as that agency, Arvada Police Department, is 
is grieving in the community and the family of the fallen officer. Lord, we just pray for them. We just pray that, Lord, for comfort. We pray for, uh, Lord, just help. And, Lord, you are our help. So we just lift all this up to you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hey, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then the text line, 720-336-0897. Love to talk to you. And we got a couple open lines. In the meantime, we are going to go to New uh, Jersey. Jesse's on line one. Hi, Jesse. Hi. Um, my question is, is concerning the Sabbath day. Um, Hebrews chapter 4 talks about when we come and by faith we enter into God's rest. And I was wondering, you know, Jesus says to come to him and find rest. And does that replace the Sabbath day? Does Jesus become our rest, or should we still keep a day of yeah. rest? Uh, is that wise? Um, and is that something we should do as Christians? Yeah, and I think there's a couple things to consider. First of all, of course, the, the Sabbath was given to the uh, children of Israel, um, and they were to keep that Sabbath day no work. It was to be a day of rest. And it actually, is you go through um, the Old Testament, you go through um, all those books that, you know, they would observe the Sabbath. Um, but in Jesus' day, the Pharisees came along, and you know that they made the Sabbath day a day of regulations and uh, rules and a burden on the people. And, and of course, one of the main reasons in the be- the beginning of the religious leaders coming against Jesus uh, was concerning the Sabbath. I mean, they really were contentious about that as his disciples were there, you know, plucking grain in the grain fields. And the Pharisees said, you can't do that. That's work on the Sabbath day. And so Jesus said he was the Lord of the Sabbath. But what was to be a day to be refreshed and renewed, they had made it a day of legalities and burdens and all this stuff. So we know that as you go into the New Testament, that it is told to us very clearly that, that as you just mentioned, Jesus standing on that hillside, he would cry out that, that come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Um, and he is our rest, and he's our Sabbath rest. And I think a good verse to remember uh, for us in as Christians is in Colossians chapter 2, that Paul is writing to them. He said, it isn't legalism. And um, he says, let no one judge you in food and drink regarding a festival or new moon or Sabbaths. And he goes on to say something very important, which are shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. So what he's saying in that is the Sabbath day was fulfilled by Jesus, that he's our Sabbath rest. Um, and, you know, the Sabbath was a shadow of what was to come, and that is Jesus Christ who gives us rest. And uh, we know that Hebrews is expressing that as well, um, that in chapter 4 of Hebrews, uh, the the writer is going on and talking about the writer of Hebrews, whether that was Paul, and probably it was, saying that, you know, the children of Israel did not enter into that rest. And they didn't enter into the rest because of, um, even though the, the rest was promised to them, um, because they had heart in their hearts and uh, because of unbelief. And we have a compassionate high priest that we can go to that sympathizes with our weaknesses in all points, and um, 
and so we can come to the throne of grace. So he's really emphasizing that, that they didn't have that rest in, uh, in the Old Testament because of, you know, just their, um, you know, disobedience. And um, Jesus is our rest. And I think you said it um, well at the beginning as you asked that question to, to me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, can I ask a follow-up, or would that be too much yeah. time? Yeah, um, go I was ahead. wondering, too, like, let's say you do feel convicted to take a Sabbath day, and you feel yeah. the Lord's leading you. Does that necessarily have to be a day dedicated to the Lord, or can you, like, do things that refresh you that maybe aren't necessarily godly, like, you know, watching a movie um, that yeah. might not be a Christian movie, or just, like, going for a walk and doing doing things that aren't you know, like reading the Bible and praying all day, but things that refresh you. Is that is oh, that okay? Yeah. Well, you know, or out here in Colorado, go fly fishing, which I love to do. And um, oh, well. I don't always get to do it. But, you know, Jesse, here's the thing, that um, I think the principle of the Sabbath is a good thing, that to take a day out of the week to be refreshed and renewed in the Lord. And it doesn't mean that um, you, you have to stay at home and do nothing. You know, that day of refreshment, we are to be refreshed in the Lord. But any time, whether it's that Sabbath day or any time that we go on vacation or we get out and enjoy doing things, that the Lord is the one that, you know, that uh, he's the, the Lord over every area of our lives. You know, the uh, we can enjoy those things. You know, um, I enjoy getting out. I enjoy taking a walk. I enjoy... Um, you know, doing those things. And I think a principle of Sabbath where you just particularly take a day and in where there's a day where I'm not doing all the ministry, I'm not, you know, all over social media, I'm not answering emails and all that just to be refreshed and renewed in the Lord. And that day might be doing some activities or some things I enjoy doing or watching a movie or a football game or whatever it is. So I think the principle of the Sabbath is a, is a good thing. But what happens is what happened in Jesus' day uh, is there are those who come along and they make it such a legalistic thing that if you don't worship on the Sabbath Mm -hmm. and if you don't, you know, go to church on the Sabbath, then, you know, you're not saved and you're not a real Christian or whatever the case may be. The principle of the Sabbath is good. And I think also Romans chapter 14 says that one man esteems one day above another one man esteems every day to be alike. You be convinced in your own mind. And that's the liberty that we have in Christ. I happen to be one that I esteem every day alike. Um, every day is to be enjoyed in the Lord. Every day is to be refreshed in the Lord. But I think a day of rest, that that is very beneficial for us. Because for me, I can keep going and going and working. And you know, I, if I'm not careful, I can go two, three weeks without taking a day off. And I don't think that's such a good practice. I think that God desires for us to rest, to have yeah. that principle that is good for us, and to be able to do those things. And I enjoy doing those things. I enjoy getting outside. Beautiful Colorado here. I enjoy yeah. the outdoors, you know, and I think um, that it can be done in a way where you're being refreshed and renewed in the Lord and the things that he's blessed you with and the opportunity to get out and do those things. Yeah, for sure. And that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that, that's really helpful. I appreciate it. And the main thing, Jesse, to remember is he is our rest. You know, just we got rest in him, rest in right. the, the Lord. And 
um, and, you know, rest as we come and yoke ourselves with him. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, um, so yes, we live in his promises as we walk with him. So, hey, thanks mm-hmm. for calling. Appreciate it, Jesse. Yeah, my pleasure. Have a great day. You too. God bless you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. We got all open lines right now. Grab one of those open lines. But one of the things that oftentimes is asked, you know, can we as Christians enjoy things? Can we, you know, enjoy going to a ball game? Can we enjoy, uh, you know, going camping and all those things? I, I think we can enjoy those things. It's like anything else. The hobbies, the things we enjoy can end up becoming a priority, you know, and really begin to weigh on us and um, begin to, um, you know, the cares of life begin to uh, bring us down to where we begin to focus on those things. But as a Christian, we can enjoy those things. Make the the Lord the priority of every area of your life, uh, with your family, with your kids, your job, uh, your uh, business, uh, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to things that you enjoy doing. And I'll tell you what, when the Lord really is the priority of those uh, things in every area of your life, you're going to enjoy those things more, uh, but you don't want to get weighed down. You know, Jesus warned us about getting weighed down with carousing, but cares of life. And we all have cares of life, but we don't want to get weighed down by it. You know, we want to keep the Lord the priority and be thankful every day and and um, and just enjoy him and and rest in him. And I think that for me is I've said to many people, and I've even said on this show, that you know I can trust in the Lord, but I want to be in that place where I'm resting in Him, just resting in His love, resting in the fact that I know that Jesus, that He is my Sabbath rest. Um, I know that uh, I can enjoy Him and walk with Him and just believe His Word and just move out in faith and uh, live in that victory that He has for me. And, uh, and it's just a, a wonderful thing for us as Christians. We're so blessed. I got all open lines, so give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897 is the text line. So I'd love for you to be able to also text me a question or a prayer request, and this really is your show. So I'd love to, to hear from you. Uh, we had a call from Steve that was praying for healing, um, and so uh, he wasn't able to stay on the line. So we're going to pray for Steve. And Lord, uh, as he called, he wasn't able to stay on the line, but praying for uh, praying for healing from a deviated uh, septum. And Lord, we just pray that you would touch his body, help him. Lord, just bring healing to him. You know where he is. Uh, you know that he called. And Lord, uh, we take the time to lift him up in prayer. I just pray that you would bless him, that you would minister to him, um, not only bringing comfort and relief to him, but, Lord, we also pray for your mercy and grace to be upon him and that you would bring healing to him. So we just ask that you would touch his body um, and bring healing to him in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-3000. 0897 is the text line, so you can ask a question or a prayer request. So we got all open lines right now. Love to hear from you. There is a text question that has come in uh, as we are waiting for the phones to begin to ring. Why do some believe that the world is flat? And the answer is, I have no idea why people would believe that the world is flat. Um, there are those that 
for whatever reason believe that the world is flat, and they will try to back it up with Scripture. For example, in the book of Revelation, I believe in chapter 9, where it says that the angels held back the four the winds from the four corners of the earth, and they will say, see, the, the earth has four corners, so it's flat. Um, we know that that's just an expression. Um, the Marines used to have a uh, advertisement. I remember hearing it on the TV, and they would say, join the Marines as we protect you know, the United States from the four corners of the world. Well, the Marines know that the world is round. And uh, we know that even the Bible declares that the world is uh, round. Uh, we know that from the book of Isaiah, uh, from the book of Isaiah chapter 40, it tells us, and I'll read it to you, uh, that Isaiah's writing 2,500 years ago when people thought that the world was you know, flat or whatever the case may be, that he uh, writes that the world is a circle. Let me read it to you in Isaiah chapter 40. For you who might want to minister to those uh, who maybe you, because I talk to people once in a while, I got a son or I got a relative that think the world's flat. But it is he, in verse 22, who sits above the circle of the earth. And we also know from the book of Proverbs that it also declares that the world is round. I believe it's Proverbs chapter 8. Let me pull it up for you. That's another reference that that the Bible tells us. Proverbs written uh, some of these 3,000 years ago, uh, telling us that the world is round. Proverbs chapter 8, we do read, And when he prepared the heavens, I was there, verse 27, when he drew a circle on the face of the deep, and when he established the clouds above. So Proverbs tells us that the world is round. And we also have evidence through, you know, um, the International Space Station, the Apollo um, missions that went to the moon and looked back at the earth. It's all round. Um, And I was listening to Dr. Lyle from the Biblical um, Science Institute, and he was talking about he was FaceTiming. He's a geophysicist. and he goes around, he ministers and, and defends creation account of Genesis. Uh, but he was talking to a friend of his that was in the International Space Station, and they were able to FaceTime or Skype or something. And uh, he said, can you show me, you know, in your computer, just a picture of the Earth and through the window? And sure enough, it was round. So um, the world is round. You can give them Isaiah chapter 40. Proverbs chapter 8 that declares that the world is round. So I don't know why people believe it's flat. And when, you know, it doesn't make sense. You look at the moon, it's round. You look at the sun, it's round. You look at a telescope at Mars or Jupiter, it's round. And and we're supposed to believe the world's flat. So anyhow, um, that answers that question. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Jim in Berthoud. Jim. Hello. You're on Calvary Live. Thanks for calling. Hi, Pastor Ed. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I've been a faithful listening, uh, a listener to your radio station since January. Good. Uh, I was uh, divorced about a year ago. I'm 59. Uh, I'm in a new relationship. Uh, actually, our first date was at my church, which was pretty exciting. And i mm-hmm. uh, uh, she's been divorced for about a year and a half, and we're, we're trying to figure out how to move forward with our relationship together and with God, and 
as far as uh, uh, the way God looks at marriage and intimacy, and we're just kind of kind of lost as to uh, moving forward. We want to stay righteous with God, and and so right. I'm calling you for advice on that. Yeah, and you know, I think it's good that you're seeking the Lord on this because you want to honor the Lord, especially as you've both been through a divorce, and to look at God's Word. Um, it's not an unforgivable sin, um, but to also look at what God's Word has to say in Jesus' words and also what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, and to pray through that, and to also, if you know you guys are, you met at church, to really get some godly counsel from your pastor, because a few minutes over the airwaves, uh, you know, I can give you some scripture and some things, but I, I think God's going to speak to you, because what I hear from your heart is, you want to proceed in this relationship, but you want to do it in a way that honors the Lord and is yeah. pleasing to the Lord. And yeah. and he's going to show you. He's going to show you that through his word. And and as you do, you know, you can, you know, I'd go over counsel to what, um, with your pastor, what 1 Corinthians 7 says, that, you know, it talks about um, that, you know, if a brother has a wife who does not believe, she's not willing— um, he goes on to say that um, that to be reconciled uh, if you divorce, and um, if he is willing to live with her, let her not divorce him. Um, but he, he says that um, that you are to you know keep your marriage vows, and but if she does depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And a husband is not to divorce his wife. So there's there's verses in there about being reconciled. Now every case is different, you know. Some people get a divorce, and then over the years, and um, you know that the their ex spouse got married. Um, so can I get remarried? And that's why it's important for you to really be seeking the Lord, and um, and you know to really get counsel from and look at these verses and discuss them and then go to the Lord. Because here's the thing, you know, Jim, uh, people sometimes will call and they'll say, hey, you know, and they're kind of fishing, like, can, you know, can I get a divorce in this case? And I, I don't tell people to get a divorce. I want them to go to the Word of God, and I want them to pray about it and seek God in those things, to get godly counsel uh, in in their situation. And it's the same with getting married. I don't tell people to get married. Um, I want them to hear from the Lord. I want them to go over God's Word, particularly when it comes to uh, people that have been divorced. You know, you're single right now. You have opportunity to serve the Lord. But if God has called you to, you know, move forward to where you're pursuing marriage or something, you want to be able to do it in a way that you know that God is leading you and guiding you in that in every way. So I would really get some, you know, counsel if, if you guys proceed forward, you know, okay. read first Corinthians chapter seven, um, those things pray through it. And, um, and know though that God is full of grace and he's full of mercy and he's a God of second chances, isn't he? And yes. I'm so grateful that he is. So I think he will guide you and direct you. That That's awesome. I be, you know, it's, it, it's very important to both of us that, we want to do this right in in God's eyes, and yeah. uh, we we've already talked about uh, reaching out to my pastor, and uh, uh, currently she has a, a 
her own church and possibly her pastor. Uh, yeah. And it, it was it's really cool. We were uh, we were reading the Bible together, and, and the subject kind of come up, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to call Pastor Ed because, like I said, I listen to you all the yeah. time, and yeah. uh, I, I, it goes on every day. Uh, yeah, good. Know, my radio good. goes on, and uh, God's going to uh, guide you. Hey, you yep. hear the music? We got to go. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it, Jim, and God bless you. And we're going to be right back. Hey, we got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the calling number. Give me a call. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So good to be with you, Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. On this beautiful day here in Colorado, the skies are clear. Fall, it's just a beautiful time of the year. So 303-690-3000, the call-in number, text line 720-336-0897. Hey, real quick, you just heard uh, on the break uh, about Pastor Ed as he is encouraging you to come to the Refresh Conference. And uh, so I would encourage you as well, coming up, uh, next month, the 6th through the 8th, a refresh hosted by Calvary Church in Aurora. And so uh, get signed up for it. You'll be tremendously blessed. I'll be there. Uh, hope to see you there, uh, church slash refresh. And uh, it's uh, a conference for you who serve in any capacity and uh, for you who are thinking about serving. And uh, I know that you'll be tremendously blessed. So refresh conference coming up next month. And uh, lots of people signed up for it. They got an in, the in and out, you know, uh, burger, you know, truck coming and all of that. So, uh, but you're going to be blessed by the music, the teaching, and the fellowship. And so, refresh conference next month at Calvary Church in Aurora. And we do want to go to the phone lines here and um, and continue. Let's go to Will in Armorillo, Texas. Will <laughs> Amarillo, Texas. How are you doing, today, Amarillo? <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys there in Texas? You know, it's hot, but I can promise you'll <laughs> snow here by by Halloween. It always does. Yeah, same with us. So, and we got the mountain. The peaks got snow on them already. It's absolutely beautiful there. I agree. Um, yeah, I had a question regarding. I'm a kind of a a Huggies Christian, meaning I'm you know four years new into my faith, and mm. uh, it's taken me every bit of those four years to come from a point of uh, non-understanding because uh, I was just growing up in the atmosphere where I never had met a biblical or a Christian or a man that, you know, uh, exemplified the behavior yeah. of, of a Christian or Christ or faith that, you know, I, I really found that I would want to be a mentor of someone like that. In fact, I was probably let down, but now that mm-hmm. I've you know, begun to understand and begun to read and begun to practice my faith and grow in my faith. And uh-huh. uh had a gentleman that I had met, of all places, at a coffee shop at a McDonald's. He was a previous military cat. He said, you know, are you reading Proverbs every morning? And I said, no. He said, well, there's enough of those to read one a day. Start there. Right. 
And he said, you know, trying to knock out five songs. And uh, I said, well, okay. And, you know, this has kind of gone from a smaller group to a larger group. And as I'm growing and understanding, you know, I, I know that the book of Proverbs, the first nine books are supposed to be different from the rest of the books as far as who had authored them and the way that they read. Can you offer me some kind of explanation about that? For the book of Proverbs? Uh, yes, sir. The book of Proverbs. Well, first nine the book of, books, or nine chapters, rather. The first first nine chapters. Well, you know, to me, um, a lot of it is written by Solomon. As you get into it, um, it later in the chapters, there's a few chapters that has uh, a different different author, the human instrument to write it. But as far as I know, that Proverbs was written by Solomon, and um, and I I haven't heard the first nine ch- chapters being different or um, different book, but those are very important chapters because they talk about, um, you know, the seductive, you know, adulteress and all of this, um, and talking about their safety and security in following God's wisdom. So, um I think Proverbs, the vast majority, as far as I know, is written by uh, Solomon uh, pretty much throughout. It's one of the uh, poetic books, and um, and that's what I know of it. Well, they're they're very short. I mean, I I would recommend anyone if they had the opportunity to just read one small chapter in the mornings before their prayer. Or to begin their day, they're really instrumental. There's a lot of good advice. They are, there is, and it's here's the thing, Will. It's it's godly wisdom. There's worldly wisdom and there's godly wisdom, and there's 31 proverbs, so you can read one every day for the month. And you know, if you got a month that's got 30 days, of course you can read two of them. But I've read the book of Proverbs many times. But yet I can go through it because it's kind of a rapid fire of wisdom. And I am always learning, always picking up, always trying to remember these verses in Proverbs. And it is a great way to grow in God's Word. And then the Psalms, you mentioned the Psalms, that Psalms is a book that brings comfort to me. And uh, particularly during a difficult season, I can read the Psalms. And David, the sweet psalmist, uh, he expresses his heart how he expresses, you know, his trust in the Lord during those difficult times. So, you know, Proverbs is a book of wisdom. Psalms is a book of of uh, comfort. They both have uh, promises in there, but both are so, so rich to go through. And I've read the book of Psalms many, many times, 150 Psalms, but it is a book that will be tremendously beneficial and a blessing. And, of course, all the books of the Bible, because you're bringing up something, Will, that you're growing in the Word of God. All 66 books of the Bible are for our profit, for our benefit, for instruction, for correction, for, um, you know, uh, for doctrine, for reproof, that we might be thoroughly equipped for every good work, is what Paul told Timothy. And so we can never exhaust the Word of God. I don't think we can exhaust even the book of Proverbs, because, as I said, I've read it many, many times, but just go over it, go over it, go over it, memorize it, and it is God's wisdom. And Proverbs chapter 1, the end of it, says there's safety and security in knowing God's wisdom. And God's wisdom is not just knowing it, but having it worked out in your life. I agree so very much. I, I'm taking up so much of your time. I had one other question, but I can call back on another yeah. day and then 
Nope. It Go has ahead. to do with the book of. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. It was. I've uh, recently I I bought a book by Dr. David Jeremiah regarding the uh, the book of Daniel, and mm-hmm. the reason I did so is because I'm you know I fear the Lord a lot, yeah. and I don't want to be one of the types of I I don't know how to put it usually but a cardboard cutout Christian that says well I've read the book I've read I've well if you're not reading the book setting understanding acting in faith praying and walking in a way that would make Jesus proud, then, you know, are we, are we on the same level? And there's a lot of retaliation whenever I talk about that, because it seems like there's more people that have read Revelations than they have Genesis. And that is very strange to me, but I'm trying to understand Daniel before I even attempt to break into the book of Revelation, because well, they, here, I they... that, yeah, the the thing is, the book of Daniel is called a forerunner to the book of Revelation. And, okay. you know, I, matter of fact, on Sunday morning, we've been doing a study in the book of Daniel. We're going to finish up by the end of the month. It's been an incredible study. Um, but to study the book of Daniel and then go into the book of Revelation is beneficial. And there are those who will say that, um, well, you know, young Christians shouldn't read the book of Revelation or the book of Daniel. And I disagree with that. Um, we know that Paul, when he wrote to the church at Thessalonica, he was there for three Sabbaths, and he says, don't you remember I talked to you about these things? He's talking about the Antichrist. He's talking about the rapture of the church, the day of the Lord, uh, all these things. He thought it was important enough for that young church to know about those things. So Genesis is important. Genesis is important because you got to know the beginning so you can understand better the end. But all of Scripture is important, whether you're in Daniel, Revelation, the book of Genesis, and again, it's profitable. And, Will, you're on a journey of just growing in the Word of God, going through each one of these books, and you're going to, to grow tremendously as you study them. And um, I think the book of Daniel is a great, great study because Daniel's so practical in the first six chapters. It's a narrative. It speaks of the person of Daniel. And then the last six chapters are prophetic. And it really sets the stage to understand, as Daniel is given the prophecy of the 70 weeks, the 70th week or that final seven-year period, that then is described to us in the book of Revelation in chapters 6 through 19. So keep studying and keep reading Absolutely. the Proverbs and Psalms, and, and you're going to grow. And you give us a call if there's any way we can answer questions or help you. Absolutely. Thank you, Jeff. God bless you and all the listeners. You bet. I, I pray for you us bet, all. Will. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Will. God bless you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then also 720-336-0897 for you to shoot a text to us. And we'll be sure to, if we have time uh, in the show, to go over those text questions or prayer requests. We've already done a little bit of that. But in the meantime, what we're going to do is go to Betty Jane. Betty Jane? Yes. Hi. Thank you for holding. Hi. You're on Calvary Live. Um, Yeah. Go ahead. Yes, how are you? You're, I'm good. You're how Jeff are you? Figgs, right? I am Jeff okay. Figgs, yes. <laughs> okay, well, thank you um, for taking my call. Uh, mm-hmm. I am uh, interested in finding out um, what made God decide to change things up so much between the Old Testament and the New Testament. What is, how, does, how does that, I mean, the, you know, he certainly had a plan from the very beginning, but 
I just need to understand that because it just seems like God, um, he, he created, he had Jesus come down and, you know, he's yeah. sort of our mediator. So yeah. how did that all happen? Well, I think you're, you're answering your question. You know, what's the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament? And the answer is the cross. See, in the Old Testament, when God made a nation, he gave them the law, right? He made them a nation. He gave them the law. He gave them the ceremonial law. He gave them the, um, uh, you know, the moral law. He, he, he gave them the law of God. They were to do the sacrifices. They were to observe the feast. They were to do all these things. But those things of the Old Testament are just uh, pointing to, um, they are, um, you know, speaking of, all fulfilled by Jesus in the New Testament, who comes along and he fulfills the Sabbath. He fulfills all the feasts. He is the one that um, is the fulfillment of all those things of the Old Testament. And then in the New Testament, we look back to the cross we have forgiveness of sin because his sacrifice was superior. Uh, the animal sacrifices, they couldn't bring forgiveness of sin. They were only a cover of sin until the Lamb of God came and, and died once and for all. So that's what the book of Hebrews really explains, Betty Jane. Uh, a study in the book of Hebrews is a little bit technical, but he goes through the author and says, listen, Jesus is superior. He's you know, comes from a superior priesthood. Uh, he's superior than any religious leader or the angels. Uh, he uh, ministers in uh, in a superior priesthood, as I said, um, and his sacrifice was superior. Jesus is better. That's the whole theme of the book of Hebrews. And then in chapter 10, as all that is given, Jesus is our rest. We were talking about earlier in the show in Hebrews chapter 4. And then in chapter 10, the author of Hebrews kind of sums things up and says, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we can come into the Holy of Holies with boldness and with confidence. And I love that verse. That's kind of, for me, the central verse of the whole book of Hebrews, because all the sacrifices that they did. Can you imagine Aaron, the high priest, you know, in the Old Testament, reading that verse, saying, are you kidding me? Are you serious? What a glorious, wonderful promise, because he was only allowed to go into the Holy of Holies on the Day of Atonement after elaborate washings and cleansings for a short time to make atonement for the nation. And he had to do it every year. They had to keep doing the sacrifices. And to read that, we as Christians have the privilege that we can go into the presence of God. And the Holy of Holies, of course, was where the tangible, you know, Shekinah glory of God was, the tangible presence of God. That was a very incredible thing. And the Old Covenant could not bring the people, the book of Hebrews says, into the presence of God. It was only the high priest once a year for a short time. And now it's being declared that because of what Jesus did on the cross, that we can come into the Holy of Holies, have fellowship with him, and we can come any time that we want. We can stay as long as we want, and we can do it as many times as we want. And to me, that's a glorious, glorious promise because of what Jesus Christ did for us. He fulfilled the law. And now as we come in faith, that brings salvation. And it's not the law that saves. The law, there's nothing wrong with the law. 
it is the tutor to tell us that we're sinners. But Jesus came to die, make atonement, fulfill the law. He's the one that lived a perfect life. And now our salvation is in him alone, in faith alone. And, um, and you know, his commandments don't change. And here's the thing, uh, Betty Jane, to remember, that John writes in his epistle that this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, but his commandments are not burdensome. And every commandment of God to tell us how to live in righteousness and in purity, to walk in his ways, is an expression of his love for you and for me. And it's not burdensome, but it is a God that's saying, I love you, I don't want you to get hurt, and I, and this is the right way of living, and we respond out of love, and we live in grace. And living in grace doesn't mean we live in sin. It means that we enjoy him, we identify with Christ, we walk with him, and uh, we love him, and um, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, knowing that I am forgiven, and um, and so hopefully that kind of gives you a little bit of a perspective. It, it does, it does. And so you said Hebrews ten, right? Yeah, Hebrews chapter ten. But it might be good for you to kind of read the book of Hebrews and and take a look at it because the whole theme is Jesus is superior. The old covenant it had to be abolished because it couldn't bring us into the presence of the Lord, um, and there had to be a better covenant, and that is the new covenant uh, based on the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. And now, as the new covenant, as Jeremiah says, that the day will come when I will not just write my you know, law on the tablets of stone, but it's going to be on the tablets of your heart. And, uh, and I love that. And so now we come in faith. Um, we're saved by Grace through faith is not of ourselves, is not of works, lest any of us should boast. But we are his workmanship, creating Christ Jesus for good works. Um, So we're not saved by good works, but we are saved so that we can do good works for him. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Right. Got it. So we can do works that glorify him and bless him. Right. Of course we do. You know, Peter says something interesting, and I remind people this all the time. Peter says that he's brought us out of the darkness into his marvelous light. And we've been brought into the light and just was talking with Will about godly wisdom on the radio. And godly wisdom is knowing God's will and his ways and then having it worked out in your life. But why would we not want to do good works for the Lord? We were created for good works. We were created for his good pleasures. Why would we want to go back to the darkness? And, and be involved in the world that brings bondage and slavery and confusion and depression and, and defeat and all of this. So we are such a blessed people. And that's what Hebrews chapter 10 reminds me of as we read that, that, man, we get to sit at the, come into the presence of the Lord, you know, because of what Jesus Christ did, not our own confidence, but in the confidence in the blood of Jesus Christ. I just feel so bad for people that don't understand how accessible the Holy Spirit is to help us deal with um, our burdens. Um, you know, what God, God created the Holy Spirit so he can be with us and take away all kinds of issues that are, just don't fit anymore. So, um, 
that's how I perceive it. Would you agree with that? I mean, it's you know, living in grace is such a wonderful thing, and it's again identifying with Christ and living in His love and having freedom and freedom uh, to live for Christ, not for the world. So, um, just um, you know, one of the things that we're going to do. Uh, Betty Jane, uh, we're going to be done with the book of Daniel here in a couple of weeks, and I really feel the Lord leading us going into the book of Galatians. And the gospel message is such an incredible message. It's, there's only one gospel. And Paul was dealing with those who were coming behind him saying, well, it's not just faith in Jesus Christ, but it's circumcision. It's keeping the law. It's keeping the Sabbath. And Paul, he says, I marvel that you turn away from the gospel to another, which is not the gospel. And it's it's the only epistle that really Paul starts off right away bringing correction. Um, and he he says, you got those who trouble you. Why are you trying to perfect in the flesh, um, you know, that begun in the spirit? You know, I, I worried that I've labored for you in vain. Who's bewitched you, O foolish Galatians? Why would you move away from the true gospel? And and that is, he goes on to explain that the law will not save anyone, but the law was a tutor, a schoolmaster to bring us to Jesus Christ. And, you know, we have liberty. That word liberty, I believe, is used a dozen times um, in Galatians. And so we have liberty in Christ. But we are free, even as Romans chapter 6, should I continue in sin that grace abounds? No, we don't continue in grace so that we can sin. We continue in grace because we're free from sin. We're free from the power of sin in our lives. And, you know, sin just brings bondage and, you know, and, you know, defeat and, and all of that. So once, once you make that your own, once you say that, Lord, you came, you did the work on Calvary's cross, and now I can come and I can live for you through the power of the Holy Spirit, there's such freedom in there. And just walk in love and walk in grace. And um, and to be free not to sin, but to identify with Christ in the newness of life. Right. Gotcha. Okay, well, thank you so much, Pastor Biggs. I really appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for calling. Appreciate you calling. Okay. All right, Betty Jane. Okay. Have a great day. Take, take care. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is... The call-in number, text line, 720-336-0897. So if you want to get a quick call-in, you can do that. and love to talk to you. We are a few minutes away from the top of the hour, and uh, appreciate everybody that is um, calling. One question that came in, and uh, I, I think this is a good question, is what is the best way to wait on the Lord? And I think waiting on the Lord is a very important uh, aspect of our Christian lives, because um, the Lord will have us wait at times. And when it comes to prayer, and uh, I was teaching on this uh, on Sunday morning a couple weeks ago, because Daniel was praying, and Daniel had set his heart to pray and fast. And the Lord sometimes will say yes. You know, he'll say yes right away. And that's wonderful when he says yes, when he brings, for example, healing, or you're praying for a job opportunity, or you know, to to get this house or whatever the case may be. I, I think that a lot of us, that we can think about how the Lord has worked and said yes uh, in that way. 
But then also there is um, times where he says no, and that's just as much of an answer because he has something better or he knows that that isn't going to be good for us. But there are times where he says you need to wait. And in those times, Isaiah 30, Psalm 62, David talks about waiting on the Lord, that it is something that's very important for us to do in our Christian lives, to wait on the Lord, to learn to wait, and to keep looking to him, keep praying, keep seeking him, keep going back, uh, because he's working. And that's an important aspect of our Christian lives, because we live in an instant world. And then we try to carry that into our spiritual life. But there are those times where we wait on the Lord, where the Lord's speaking to us. He's growing us. Um, he's working maturity in us, endurance, all those things. And um, and just keep seeking the Lord. Don't give up. He hears you. He He knows you're there. And, um, and to wait on him to see what it is that he's going to do, how he's going to work in your life. And he will be faithful to you and faithful to um, to the things that you're presenting. Let's go to Crystal in Florida. Crystal? Yes, sir. Hi. We just got a couple minutes, so how can okay. how can we help you? Yes, I was actually I'm about forgiveness. You know, I and then um about divorce. And mm-hmm. I was divorced over thirty years ago and I know, you know, God got a plan for me. Would would I ever find a you know, a Christian husband, a good husband. You know? Yeah. And I know yeah. he got a plan in my life. I've been through a lot. God has been so good to me. So, hey, Crystal? Yes, sir. You want prayer? Yes, sir, I do. Definitely want prayer. Uh, I'd love to do that. I've been going through a lot, Pastor. Okay, Father, I pray for my sister, Crystal. She's been through a lot. And, Lord, um, I I hear kids in the background. I I just... I just pray that you would bless her and her family, her kids. And, Lord, that if it's your will, that um, you would bring uh, her um, a godly husband. But, Lord, I just pray that you would just, right now, you are her husband. And um, and I just pray that you bless her. And I pray that you would guide her, bring comfort to her. And, Lord, that she would just keep looking to you and all the difficulties she's gone through and that you continue to provide for her. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Oh, Lord, y'all just so uplifting. I thank God thank, for y'all. y'all thank you, Crystal. My every day. Good. I won't even turn my radio off, <laughs> off this station. You I keep listening, Crystal. Y'all God bless you. Good word. <laughs> All right, we will. Uh, thanks, Crystal. Thanks, everybody's called in. What a precious sister. Love talking to people from all over the country. You know, one of the things that that you learn in the church is we all come from all different backgrounds and experiences. And, you know, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. And, um, the gospel message and the hope that we have in Christ is for everyone. Um, Whatever generation, whatever ethnic group, uh, whatever, um, you know, your background is, experiences, the gospel is for you, and he loves you. And so, so grateful to be able to talk with people and encourage them and, and knowing that God's word is true. So 
Um, so grateful to be with you on Calvary Live here. You keep listening, and um, and you keep calling in with your questions. I'll be back at the same time tomorrow if you didn't get a chance to call in. And uh, pray that you have a great evening. You have a great uh, day tomorrow in the Lord. Just keep seeking Him. Live in His grace. Live in His love. That was one of the themes that we've seen here uh, on the radio program today. Every program takes on a theme and uh, just living in God's grace and growing in his word and in his love and and to know this, that every command that he gives to us is an expression of his love. And if you ever doubt the love of Christ, look to the cross where Jesus fulfilled it all and where he paid it all for you and uh, died for your sins. And he is our hope. Don't lose hope. So many people are losing hope today, but we have hope in Christ. He is our hope. And he's the lifter of your head. He loves you. He wants to uh, just continue to grow you and work in your life. Uh, You keep looking to him. Be in fellowship with other believers. It's so important that we find that strength in other believers and know him and and love him in every way. And and, um, and you're going to see. You're going to see God work in a wonderful way. Hey, be back tomorrow at the same time on Calvary Live. Thank you, everyone. And have a good evening. God bless you. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.